Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Amanda. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. What's new? I can smell your coffee from over here. Oh, really? But you took the the top off because it was a little, it was hot, so you need to cool it off, but I'm yes. really smelling the deliciousness of it's, it. It's delicious. I yeah. had some, we had some friends over the other night and I had them sample my, um, my variety of oat milk creamers. Yeah. I went I've got three flavors. I was going to say, I thought it was four. You're, it's three. We're down to three. But it was, I think it might've been four when I was there. I think I was phasing <laughs> out the pumpkin spice that was like, it was on clearance back in like early November yeah. and it was just about to expire next month. And yeah. so I was, you know, making it last. I had a lovely, so I had the pumpkin spice tea from Trader Joe's. Rooibos. Rooibos, yes. as they say in South Africa. And uh, I combined that with your French vanilla oat milk, I believe. Delightful. Mm-hmm. delightful. Yes, the French vanilla was a new try. Yeah. Just kind of sampling sampling them all. Yeah. Yeah, since I'm saving money by not going to Wawa as often for my yes. lattes, yeah. I'm just trying out all the oat milk creamers. But yes, so I think we've talked about how like I don't like things too, too hot. But when I bring my coffee here and I put it in the insulated cup, then it stays so scorching yes. hot, so yeah, I had to you gotta take the let lid it breathe. Off. So I'm glad you're enjoying the the yeah. aroma. I brought Fernando into the fresh market the other day. Remember, I was talking about that place oh, the other yeah, day. So yeah. I brought him in on a little field trip. He was like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> mm. I couldn't get him out of the place. But anyway, they have this whole coffee section where it's barrels and barrels of like serve yourself coffee. Mm. But the flavors they have, it, like some of the flavors they have, are like chocolate cherry coffee mm. and things like that okay. and so you can grind your own and it's you know the whole thing but you walk in and the aroma is delightful okay yeah i'm sticking with the medium roast from trader joe's yeah. and adding my own flavor you're getting the flavor from the from, from the, the oat milk cream correct yes because nick prefers just like a basic right black coffee yeah fernando is not a flavored coffee guy no. He was like, okay, get me away from this whole hazelnut mm. heaven that maybe, you know, he's like, no, I just want a nice little light no. roast. The flavor is what makes it fun, everybody. Yeah. 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 Amanda, we're coming up on 50 episodes. Oh, my gosh. Which also aligns – that episode will launch the week of our one-year podiversary. I can't believe it. Podiversary. It sounded, sounded like, like you said potiversary. Yeah. So I wanted to clarify. Which is another day. <laughs> That's a different day. That's 420. <laughs> um, no, this – actually, it's also <laughs> – Kind of aligns with the same time it of year, really April. Does. But yeah, so we launched this podcast on what April fifteenth, something like that. Tax I remember Day. we were in Chile, and yes, we will were. be. Yeah, we did. I think we did launch it on Tax Day, and we yeah. we will be in Chile again. Yes. So at that same time, as we prepare for our fiftieth episode, <gasps> we're gonna make it a little bit of like a celebration, and yes. we want to hear from our listeners. What have you learned? How has this podcast dramatically changed <laughs> your life? <laughs> Only dramatic stories. What are the yeah. 17 ways in which this podcast yeah. has shifted the trajectory of your life? Your entire Earth. life. Yeah. Yes. Or it can just be things like <laughs> you figured out a better way to do your laundry or you enjoy rooibos tea now. Rooibos oh, Rooibos or – Anything else. So yeah, we want to hear from you all. Yeah, I was thinking and I think there it's changed my life in a lot of ways. 
So I'm excited to talk about all the ways that it's changed my life. Same. I get to see you all the time. It's a really fun excuse. Like, just start a podcast with a friend. I know. I mean, it's it's a bit of work also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. We have fun with it. And it gives us more of an excuse to banter about, like, other work things with our own businesses. And dream and brainstorm. I know. I wish I had a podcast with, like, 10 people. I feel like rude. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. You'll always be my first. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I know more about you than I know about most people. I know. It's been fun. So, yeah. So, listeners, you know where to find us. Our phone number, 484-440-9498. We're not going to sing gonna it. Sing no, rest. but we did a but little you- bit. Um. Yeah. So we've got an email address. Yeah, email. Uh, email address. Email. <laughs> Good enough podcast at gmail.com. Good enough.ish on Instagram. There's just so many ways. Yeah. And with that phone number, you can text us or leave a voicemail. Yes. So yeah, just let us know how we have changed your lives. But the Facebook page is where the Facebook group is where things are really happening. The haps are happening. The, the ha- yeah, the yep, haps are, are happening. Yeah. Maybe we'll start a thread there. Oh, maybe. Right? We'll start a 15th, yeah. 50th anniversary thread. Yeah. I had started one about like Tell us, tell us your favorite episodes or um, segments or yes. like little tips and takeaways. So maybe we'll we'll revisit. But we're that digging thread. deeper, Brooke. We we're want to know deeper. how has it changed your life. Yes, <laughs> and we've had more episodes under our belt now. So this is episode forty-seven. There's been a lot of hours of us yapping. Yes. Yeah. Us chit-chatting. Chit-chatting. <laughs> Gabbing. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new with you? So you told me to read the book of Boundaries. I did. And I am reading it and really enjoying it. How are you reading it? Are you listening? Are you reading a hard copy? Brooke, I'm listening to it and I'm not going to say that's the best way. Okay. Because I know that you like you like to read one book in three different ways at a time. Correct. Often. I don't think that listening was quite the right way. I'm mm. not loving the narr- narration. Okay. I think it is her. But it is. It's Melissa Urban. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there, it's just, yeah, it's just not. Okay. Yeah. It's, she doesn't come across in the narration with as much personality as I think she does in other formats. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Do you have this book in physical form? Or I with, don't. Yeah. I think probably what it's going to, this is what I need to do, Brooke, because I think I have it in Kindle form. Okay. And that's the only form that I bought it in. I think I'm listening to it via Libby now. So when that Audible is done, I'll just let that go. But I think what I need to do a better job of is taking my Kindle notes and like the highlights Mm -hmm. and like really reviewing them Mm -hmm. at the end of the book and really feeling like – because the thing I like about her book is like the scripts. Yes. Like there's one particular section that I really like where it's like – these are things you can say if somebody has violated a boundary, but you don't have the words or the wherewithal or the privacy to give them feedback on that. So mm-hmm. for example, it's just stuff like, ooh, wow. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, like, ooh, Yikes, that was inappropriate. Or like, oh, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. I just stepped on Duncan. Sorry, Duncan. We have um <laughs> visiting dog today. <laughs> a visiting dog. Yeah. Um, so I want to like go back to my notes and remember those like specific yeah. words. See, that's why nonfiction books, if I want like another copy aside from the audiobook, because I always start with the audiobook, mm-hmm. I just want the hard copy. I I, I'm going to skip over the Kindle as a whole because I want a book that I can flip back you to. You want it to be a reference. Pull it off my shelf and flip it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, so I'm I wondering if that might be. skip the whole Kindle. Part. Yeah. I'm wondering if I might need to go to hard copy book on that. And for that, mm. sometimes I like to do thrift books. Yeah. I get the cheapy $4 copy. Like I don't mm-hmm. care if it's a little bent. Um, the Book of Boundaries is too new, yeah. I think. It's pretty new. To get it for a steal. Um, but yeah, I am really liking how practical it is. And I'm, I liked the section a lot about setting boundaries with yourself, mm-hmm. like habits and things like that. So. Yes. Good. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Yes. Um, on our last episode, I believe I sang the Mentos jingle for <laughs> – well, sang – I mean, I hummed the tune and knew like three words, but I just want to let everyone know that that has been stuck in my head Ooh. since then, since we recorded that. 
But I also wanted to share that my kids know all the jingles to pharmaceuticals <laughs> because we try to all sit together on Sunday morning and watch CBS Sunday morning. Sometimes it's like Paige is usually in and out. Sometimes we turn it off if there's like a segment that we're like, this may not be appropriate. But my kids, so that program in particular <laughs> has a lot of pharmaceutical because commercials. Because of the demographic. Because of the demographic of older Americans. So they know the jingle to Ozempic um, and Sky Rizzy wow. and all of – it's hysterical. They're like, I'll catch Graham just like humming throughout the day. I'm like, is that the Sky Rizzy theme song? <laughs> He's like, things are looking clearer. I'm still free. Like he Whoa. knows – and like I will try to sing it to be funny and he's like, those are the wrong words. No. Yeah. So just, you know, you know how there's certain jingles from your childhood? Like I said something to you earlier today. Oh, my gosh. Um Oh, I said something to you like wherever you go, I go. And remember, my buddy, my, my buddy, buddy, wherever mm -hmm. I go, he goes. Like those jingles that just stuck with you yeah. as a kid. Yes. Yeah. So that my kids are going to grow up singing pharmaceutical commercials. <laughs> I feel like it's I love a that. Wait, broken. System. Can you sing the Mentos theme song? Mentos fresh. Life goes better with Mentos fresh and full of life. Fresh and full. Mentos. The fresh maker. Sorry for the singing. <sighs> fresh is such a strange choice of word. Mentos fresh and well, because they were minty. Yeah, well, as we discussed, fresh expressions. Yep. Fresh and, mm. <laughs> Sorry for the singing. Yes, um, and our friend yeah. Megan, um, not the Megan that normally gets all the mentions. The different other Megan. Megan who we still love. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she said she confirmed Mentos are still very much alive and at Wawa. Yes. She did confirm. Yes. Okay. I also on the Facebook group. I, I also realized recently how often I sing when there's like conflict arising. Oh. So, and this is something else you and I were chatting about because we were in the car together earlier. And when I'm in traffic or someone is doing something stupid on the roads, I like you know how you talk to the people that can't hear you yes. in the other car. Uh -huh. I've realized that I sing to them oh. to make it to make myself feel less angry. Can we have an example? Like. When I pull into – our target is at a mall. Uh -huh. And when I pull into that shopping – that mall parking lot, the people entering have the right of way and they don't have to stop. But everybody stops because they, they think they're Try supposed to. to. And so yeah. I'm always like, you have the right of way. Keep moving. <laughs> and so Graham has actually caught on to this. And so now sometimes like if we're – getting like yippy with each other. Or like, I'm like, buddy, you have to take the garbage out. He's like, but I don't want to. Like, so we sing back and forth to each other. It just kind of lightens the mood. Yes. So just sing all the things, people. And I'm really sorry that you keep having to hear me sing. So if you sing jingles, something, I'm going to know like Brooke's a little upset right now. You know, sometimes I just sing because I'm weird. <laughs> but like also if I'm in the car and I'm like trying not to have road rage. Yes. I just sing things. Uh-huh. I'm like, you are going the wrong way. You must not have a turn signal. <laughs> yeah. You know, the people that the turn signal option just didn't come with their car. Yes. It's weird Ugh, how that peeves. happens. That reminds me of our pet peeves episode where like 95% of mine were related to driving. Well, there's, yeah, driving's a rough answer. Yeah. It's not the most fun thing. But that's why I love my car so much. I love my car so much. It does make a huge difference when you have a vehicle that like you're cozy. Oh I still like my car. It's getting to be a little older. Yeah. But I love my car. <laughs> you really do. really do. Just feel at home there. Yeah. Like I feel like we have to share on the Facebook group that one that one um video with the mom that was like wants to put a plant in the car. Like she's so have we talked about this I before? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. There's that family that I'm not gonna remember. Ugh. I'll have to look it up on the break, but they have the most hysterical videos and she talks about how like she just wants to hang out in her car. The Holderness family? Yes. Yes. We yeah. have talked about this, I think. I don't – Have we not? I don't, just I tell me. Don't. Just, just, just tell me. Just tell story. <laughs> just tell me, Amanda. Brooke is singing. Okay. Um, Gosh, I'm so And sorry. so like <laughs> she pulls into the driveway and like she's like in there like checking her phone, just kind of relaxing, getting some quiet time. The husband comes out like – Hey, hey, you coming you, in? You coming in? And she's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And like she ends up like, I think she puts like a welcome sign and like a plant and then she orders takeout and it comes to the car and the husband's like, you want to like eat inside? <laughs> she's like, no, I'm good. This is great. 
I mean, you got your cozy seat. Our our cars have the little butt warmers. Yeah, you got the seat warmer. I love offering that to people. Like, would you like to turn your butt warmer on? And they're always like, "Don't mind if I do." Yeah, and yours has three different levels of three butt warmer. Mine, of mine's butt. an older model CRV that only has two levels, mm, mm. and it's like the high is like really. Yeah, like, my, I have the Goldilocks. Your biscuits are going to be burning. <laughs> it's, it's the Goldilocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Biscuits are burning. Biscuits are burning. That's an old line from, I believe that is from Roger Rabbit. Remember who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. How there was like the cartoon characters and the people, and that was very innovative back in like late 80s, early 90s. Interacting together. Remember Paula Abdul had a video, a music video where she was dancing with a cat. Is that his name? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that- Yes, it was the same era. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think there was a part with like Yosemite Sam oh. at the end where he's like, My biscuits are burning. So sorry. My biscuits are burning. <laughs> I'm adding that to my lexicon. I'm so sorry. good. God. I'm really sorry, everyone. Just a little, I don't know what's going on today. Um, Maybe we should take a break. All right. Or do you want me to sing some more? <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else? You, any other updates for us, Amanda? Yes. Oh, okay. I wanted Go to ahead. shout Sorry. out two more things. <gasps> oh, that's right. Sorry. <sighs> she was about to take a break before we were able to give our listeners a little bit of love. Okay. So we heard from Katie um, on Instagram. Reminder to everybody that you can send us a voice memo via Instagram. You can, but then we can't replay it. We can't replay it. Because we have it. not figured out the technology. We haven't to- figured out how to download it. So we can't replay Katie's message, but I can share what she said, which was kudos to me. That's why I'm going to share this. Anytime anybody gives kudos to me, that's going on the air, bro. Yeah. So Katie just wanted to, she is a speech therapist that also involves some feeding mm-hmm. conversations and therapy. And so she was just giving good feedback that what I was doing was good, that awesome. we were exposing her to foods, having her sit down at the table, having safe foods, um, allowing her to put her fingers in the mashed potatoes and just have that exposure because for a lot of kids it is about texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Ellen Satter method that I have learned has been awesome. Um, like just silly stuff the other day, like we got sushi and I had her play with the edamame, you know, and she loves like squirting the little beans out yeah. of the pod. And then I don't say a single word. I'm not like, don't play with that or, or are you going to eat it or not? It's just like, let her play with it. And I look over and she's popping them in her mouth. Oh, good. You know, so I'm like, okay, but awesome. I didn't have to say a word. Awesome. Yes. Good job, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for Thank the you, Katie. positive feedback. Yes, I'll take all the Someone else gave get. you kudos, so you have to shout that out. <sighs> Brooke, I'll take all the pats on the back I can get. So this was from <laughs> Steph on the Facebook group, and she was just sharing her love of 1Password, yeah. that she has been a user for also 10 plus years, took her about a month to memorize the master password, but she loves the app. Loves especially on the iPad that she can use the face recognition and her passwords just get put right in there. So I liked hearing that from her. She said she doesn't normally champion things as much or want to pay for subscriptions because she's frugal like you, mm-hmm. but a big fan of 1Password. So if there was anybody out there that was intrigued but a little bit on the fence, there's one yeah. more. Does it work? So I mean, I'm sure it works for like Hulu and Netflix and everything that you can also access on your computer, but like... For those password, for those apps that are on your television or whatever device you're using, like we use a fire Amazon Fire Stick, like I would still have to be able to locate that password to manually put it in. Correct. Right. Correct. There's not like an app that connects to my television. I mean, not that I know. Not of. yet. Yes. But that is helpful because, like the other day, somehow all the Hulu and Disney Plus and all of that got changed and so whenever that gets changed and Fernando will just like change it and then not tell me and I'm like no 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 I gotta get it in the one password yeah so it's in the one password okay so yeah there's nothing more annoying than having to just like scroll through with the little button. Talk about Can friction. Can we not have a better system Talk yet? Talk about friction, Brooke. Ugh. That is friction in motion. That was one reason like when smart TVs and everything kind of before smart TVs came out and there was like the Apple TV mm. device that now has been replaced by like Roku and all the other things. Um, it 
you could use your phone as a remote. Correct. So it would bring up the keyboard. So you could more easily put in like your login for something like Netflix. Now it's a little more cumbersome if you're using the Fire Stick that only has like the tiny remote with the little wheel. Correct. Anywho. I know. In the good, in the good old days, bro. In the good old days. But the Apple TV remote was also super skinny and would get lost in the couch cushions yes. every day. Nothing drove me crazy. I do kind of miss enormous remotes because our yeah. our remote is always missing. Too. We have three remotes. Yeah. We need a new TV, probably. Yeah. Our TV is like maybe eleven or twelve years old. Oh wow! And so we still have like the HDMI things in the back, and then the, we've got the TV mm. remote, and then we've got the cable box remote, and then we've got the Fire Stick remote. It's yeah. pretty inefficient, uh-huh, uh-huh. but you know I'm frugal, and so I'm You're like, we frugal. don't need a new TV. Correct. I don't like technology. I don't like feeling like technology is so like disposable. Yes. Even though I know everything's obsolete the moment we buy it. Yes. I still like want to make yeah, it last I think as long in, as possible. Hang in there with that TV okay. for a okay. while. Okay. That's your yeah. permission. Okay. All Even right. though the multiple remotes create a lot of friction lot in our of household. Friction. And mm-hmm. you guys do like your TV. We do like our TV. Yeah. yeah. All right. Something to think about. Okay. All right. Now we can take a break. Now that I'm done patting myself on the back, okay. I will give you a break. Okay. We'll be back. All right. Bye. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We are back. No, I'm the singer here, Amanda. Don't start with me. No, I'm just kidding. It was beautiful. Thank you <laughs> for that entree into our next discussion topic. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda, I've talked a lot about being a recovering people pleaser. Yes. And I believe that we are both also, you could consider us both type A personalities. Yeah. First of all, uh, where does that come from, type A? I don't know. Do we need to look it up? No. Okay. But we're going to. We're going to. At some point we're today. We're going to. But something I feel like that also comes along with those traits is a tendency to want to fix things that aren't always ours to fix. Yes. And it can be really, really hard to not insert ourselves sometimes when we see that something can be fixed or it could be so much easier or we could help someone remove friction that they are facing. Yes. So I think so much of it is knowing when it's the right time to fix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like our old, um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And sometimes it may be a little bit more of a gray area when you want to jump in and fix something for someone. So you have to know that there might not always be a benefit to you. So sometimes thinking about like, okay, if I jump in to help this person, what am I looking to get out of it? Do Mm -hmm. I just want the satisfaction of knowing that I helped someone? Yes. Then that's great. But Uh if you're looking for something in return, then that often leads to resentment. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I just want to talk about being a fixer and knowing that we're talking to a lot of our listeners who are probably in the same predicament that Mm -hmm. they just – they're constantly feeling like they have to fix. Yes. You know, it's funny because I don't think I'm a recovering people pleaser. I think I'm like a people pleaser in denial. Mm. I think I don't identify as a people pleaser, but Mm. I definitely am. Because I'll be like, oh, no, I'm not a people pleaser. But then you look at my calendar and you're you're like, oh. Oh, oh, look at all that stuff. Well, I that think I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that you're so much a people pleaser as much of a caregiver. Mm. And maybe those there's a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. Side note, did you know that caregiver and caretaker have the same meaning? Oh yeah. But why does one Taking say give care and of one and giving say take? care? I just always find that very interesting. Like, I never want to be a caretaker. I see myself as a caregiver. I don't know. Isn't caretaker more in, like, the funeral industry? Maybe it's supposed to be, but (laughs) I hear people use it kind of interchangeably, and I'm always intrigued by how people choose that word. Anyway, that's kind of an aside, but I think it relates to being a fixer. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't see you as a people pleaser, but I see you as – an eternal caregiver. Yes. And and that 
can be dangerous. Yeah. Because I actually remember when I had this conversation when my dad was sick and he was, you know, in the rehab center after the hospital and me and my mom went in and we were talking with the director all about Medicare and Medicaid and number of days and all of this kind of facilities and all this kind of stuff. She looked at my mom and was like, I'm not worried about your husband. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Because she was like, unfortunately, by the time that most of the people have gotten to this state, I'm not, we're not looking at a full recovery for them. But over and over and over again, what I see is the caregivers deteriorating. Yeah. And so that was why with mom, like we made sure to get, you know, 24-7 nurse care. And I mean, she was still like burning the candle. You know, she was still completely overwhelmed. But that conversation really stuck in my head, especially Mm -hmm. as somebody that, you know, with, I am a caregiver, you know, Mm -hmm. with my sister having passed, I have a niece and a nephew. I have my mom living here with us as well. My husband in many ways is one of the, a quote that I read um, from Melissa Urban she calls herself the boundaries lady, was like, Mm -hmm. don't light yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. Yeah. That's a little little, little close to home, that little comment. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's inserting yourself to fix them. I mean, first of all, sometimes I'm a fixer, but like no one's – Literally no one is asking me to fix anything. <laughs> I just see a problem and I'm like, oh, step I can in. fix that. You step in. I That's step what I do in. too. And I've started to look at it as inserting myself into a situation where I'm not needed. Correct. Or if I am – if my help is needed, is it still actually of value enough to me to be the fixer? <laughs> I, you know, it's just – it's so hard when yeah. you have a personality and – um, you're used to finding solutions and being a person who like can, you know, wipe their hands clean of like, yep, that problem's done on to the next yes. one. Sometimes it can be really hard to see a problem and not be the person that is there to fix it. Yes. Yeah. When we were making the notes, I wrote down, it's the curse of the highly capable person. Mm-hmm. I do consider myself to be a highly capable person. Mm-hmm. And that leads to me being like, oh, I can do that. Or I can help with that. I can make that better. I can make that more efficient. I can take out the friction. Right. It's exhausting. And I think, you know, you get a reputation for that too, where people are like, oh, man, I can tell. And then you kind of, you know, you end up paying the price for that. There can be a happy medium, though, right? Correct. So there can be the fixing in terms of laying the groundwork yes. for someone else to implement a solution, but then taking a step back and saying, okay, my hands are clean of this now. I have given you what I feel like you maybe needed to jumpstart your progress. Correct. You can be like the catalyst. Yes. Like, for example um, – I had someone, a loved one recently, who really felt like they probably needed to be on medication um, uh, for anxiety and depression, but just didn't really know where to start. Right. And I was able to, like, okay, let's get your logged in, log in for your insurance. Let's see, you know, let's get your primary care provider because you don't have one of those. Okay, let's get the appointment set up. Let's, and then even accompanied them to the appointment. And then, you know, they got the medication prescription that they need. They picked up the prescription. They will be going to the follow-up appointment. And so I feel like I did a lot of the legwork that's very overwhelming. But for me, it's very easy. Like, okay, boop, 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 yeah. log in. Da, 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 da. Like, I love logistics. Yes. I can I can handle the logistics. Right. And would old you have continued to say, like, follow up with that person and make the appointment for the follow-up appointment? And now you're realizing that, you can take a step back from that? Or is this, you know, is this new, a new level of fixing for you that you are realizing where it's your time to step back? Um, Yeah, I think this is, it is an experimentation in getting them, you know, a, a, a half halfway there mm-hmm. and letting them go the other half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm okay. liking that because yeah. Yeah. For me, it comes back to, and I know I mentioned this several episodes ago, but I actually use this a lot in my weekly like 
just trying to trim down my to-do list and not overcommit, but that I'm not on that committee um, mm. phrase, which I had picked up from like Cup of Joe. I, you know, I don't even remember where it came from. One of her readers, but it's such an important reminder. Like I am not on that committee. I don't yeah. need to be on that committee. Mm -hmm. There's someone else who willingly, who will willingly be on that committee and has the time to be on that committee, but that is not me and it doesn't no. have to be me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's there's the idea that a lot of things, if you don't step in to fix them, they might actually fix themselves. Yes. That was something I learned in the corporate world where when emails were coming in fast and furious, especially from my staff, I don't know what to do about this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give that email a day. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I would come back to it, they'd be like, oh yeah, I worked it out. Yeah. Meanwhile, if I had replied, okay, let me, you know. Mm -hmm. I like to, um, in our house, I, I mentioned that we have an old TV. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the technology, like we actually only have the two HDMI connectors. So if Graham was <laughs> playing on the switch and he had to disconnect the fire stick, uh -huh. like we've got, you know, we've got a lot of, fric yeah. a lot of friction going on with the yeah. television. But... You know, so sometimes when we reconnect the fire stick, we have to like re-log into Netflix. And for some reason, even if Nick is using the correct password and the correct email address, it's he still is unable to log in a lot of times. Uh -huh. It might be user. Uh -huh. It's fine. Yeah, uh -huh. But he'll always be like, can you just come stand next to this? Because <laughs> if I stand there and say like, well, let me see what you're doing, and he'll do it again, and then it works that time. Yes. So our whole joke is like, just come stand next to it, and it'll fix itself. Yes. Um, but he was away uh, a weekend recently, and the water dispenser on our fridge stopped working. And this mm. fridge is like a year and a half old. I'm like, oh, man, you know, this is really expensive. Why did it stop working? I put up the little out of order sign. A couple days later, I tried that water dispenser. It just started working again. Okay. It so it was like, it needed I, a break. It, it needed a break. I was, when it stopped working, I immediately texted him while he was away, like, water dispenser isn't working. What do we do? Well, the very simple answer is drink water from the tap <laughs> until you figure it out. It was Stop not, acting like a it, diva. And yeah. Drink water it was from the not tap. like we were totally without water, but you know, if I had let myself get into a tizzy about it, I would have been looking for repair people and looking for solutions to fix this problem when ultimately it started working again two days later on its own. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good metaphor for like sometimes when you leave a problem alone, it fixes itself or someone else will step in to fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to resist the fix. Yeah. And something, something that I'm learning too is that Sometimes I just have to I have to be patient. Like there yeah. are things that I need to be fixed that like for example our garage door opener. Mm -hmm. This house it's like each of the, it's a kind of a mess the whole getting the garage door openers to work and our punch pad to get into our garage wasn't working. And I don't like that because if Isabel is coming off the bus five minutes before I'm going to be walking in the door or something, I want her to be able to access the house. Mm -hmm. But Fernando kept on saying like, "Yeah, I know, I got to figure that out." And I'd be like, "Yeah." Can you, can you move on that? Mm -hmm. But he just had to do it in his own time. Mm -hmm. And now he has fixed it. Good. But he, I am an obliger and he is a rebel, mm -hmm. as we've talked about in the Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies. And as we have also talked about, the quickest way to get a rebel to not do something is to ask them to do something. Mm -hmm. So I had to stop asking about mm -hmm. the garage door opener. And alas... It was fixed. It eventually annoyed him enough too that he fixed it. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. So sometimes I have to just exercise patience. I don't like being patient. No, it's <laughs> not very really good at it. Not one of my strong suits. Um, the other yeah. thing, I just really, I find myself, and I get into, and I get myself into trouble with this a lot with parenting, is that that whole like, oh, it's just quicker to do it myself mm -hmm. than to teach you how to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really have to do a better job of set, teaching people how to do all of the things that I do so that they don't, you know. Come looking for me. Like, Isabel, <laughs> do not come looking for me. Don't come looking for me. Like, Isabel likes her eggs done in such a specific way. And the bread, I'd like, she's a food forensic scientist. Yes, but okay. how does she like her eggs done? Well, they need to be scrambled and a yes. little bit of American cheese, not oh. too much, a okay. little bit of salt. Don't let not them too get much. too dry. 
She usually wants three eggs because she has two pieces of bread that she's putting the eggs on top of, Mm -hmm. and she likes to load them up. And Mm -hmm. if you load up the first bread, you don't have enough to load up the second bread in the same way, and she wants them Mm -hmm. to be easy. She wants them to be even. Yeah. Um, Also, the bread needs to be toasted such as that there are not like brown toast marks, but it also can't be soggy. Also, you don't want to have too much butter but you don't want to have not enough butter. Mm -hmm. So Isabel's making her own eggs now. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because no, that sounds like no, a lot. I'm the only person in the household that's able to achieve this level of perfection. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can achieve this. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. That is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So step one, we're going to teach Isabel how to do this herself. She can do the eggs. <laughs> yeah. She will crack them. She'll put the American cheese in. She will stir them. But she hasn't – I guess so maybe she's okay on the eggs, just the toast. Is. The toast technicality. Correct. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the fix is unavoidable or the mm-hmm. the being in charge is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One last tip that I want to share from a former mentor of mine in one of my first ever jobs that I really loved. She was my boss's boss. In fact, she was the, you know, the Black Bear group that we all get together every year. She was our boss, Amy. And she was a stickler. And she did not want you to come into her her office with a problem unless you had come up with three possible Mm. solutions and your recommendation of of those solutions. I love that. Right? I thought that Don't was just so- come to me with a problem and expect me to give you solutions. Exactly. So yeah. you come in, here is my problem, here is the three possible solutions, and here is what I think I should do. I need your feedback on this. I love that. And because so many times when we see a problem that can be fixed or, you know, managed, sometimes all we have to do is step in and just ask questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know going back to like kids having a messy room or something like, oh yeah, you can't get to your Barbie dream house because your room is messy. What do you think a good solution would be? So rather than me coming in there and cleaning it up or saying you have to clean your room and then making somebody angry, just giving them the option, the opportunity to come up with the solution themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you've still done a little bit of your job as a fixer, Mm -hmm. but it's again, just like more of laying the groundwork. Yes. For them to fix their own ish. Yeah. <laughs> fix their ish. Fix your fix ish. Fix your own ish. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard, and I don't know if it exists still, Brooke, but um, there used to be a website that was letmegoogle.thatforyou.com. I love that. Yeah. How freaking fun is that website? Because I cannot stand when people ask me things that it's like, like my kids will ask what the weather is today. I'm like, I, we, we have, have devices all around we listening have, to us. We have three Amazon Echoes. <laughs> we have one downstairs and then yes. one in each of the kids' rooms that they can ask. Yes. They can say, Alexa, what's the weather today? And then we also have – we literally bought a like weather station mm-hmm. screen mm-hmm. that shows the indoor-outdoor temperature, humidity, everything. They will still come to me and ask me what the weather is yeah. today. Mm-hmm. First, look out the window. Mm-hmm. Do you see rain? Yeah. <laughs> Do you see no rain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second, look at the number on yeah. the screen yeah. or ask one of the three devices that yeah. are within 10 steps from where you are standing right yes. now. Yes. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. So Sorry. I need to re I need to get that um website back into my life yes. because it is just Google so for you. snarky mm-hmm. and fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to explain to people, like if yes. somebody asks you, you know, oh, I'm going on this trip to, you know, wherever, what's the weather there this time of year? You just type it, you you go to the website, let me Google that for you. Mm-hmm. And then you type it in and you send them the link and it shows the typing in this like basically like a super passive aggressive way of yes. saying, don't ask me, ask Google. That's like um, when I was past due with Paige, like she wasn't born until 41 weeks. There was also, and I'm sure it still exists, there was a website called Have You Had That Baby Yet? And mm. you just go to it and it just says in large letters, nope. Because like <laughs> the last thing you want to hear from someone, also when it's clearly obvious that you have not yet had the baby, like <laughs> I would have told you or I would not be standing here with this giant belly. Like, no, I have not had the baby yet. I am uncomfortable. I am emotional. And yes, so that's another passive aggressive. Oh, have you had that baby yet? Love it. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, we want to hear from you all yeah. about how do you handle 
fixing. I have a feeling we have a lot of listeners who are fixers. I think we have a lot of high the people that probably experience the curse of the highly capable person. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's such a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I just want to play like not capable so someone else <sighs> will do the work for me. I don't know it's what really that hard feels to do like. That. I know. Yeah. I wish I always said like I wish I had an assistant. I wish I had like a highly capable assistant person that was just like our wife i wish i had a wife (laughs) yeah i do yeah you know so if anybody's out there listening chloe (laughs) our assistant slash wife sister wife wife. i don't know yeah i mean i'd like to have someone just yeah yeah just helping me through life yeah my own caregiver I've always wanted clean underwear to magically appear in my drawer. That has never happened for me, ever. No, because you're the one that does the laundry. Right. Right. Have you ever had clean underwear appear in your drawer? I mean, when I was a kid, my mom always did But like as an adult? I went to college. No. No. I've always done my own laundry. Yeah. I want clean underwear to appear magically in my drawer. Okay. (laughs) All right. Coming up on the next episode. That will be our- (laughs) Let's take a break. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. Amanda, we're back. And I want to know what's sparking joy for you today. This is going to be quick and snappy. Okay. Very related to what we just talked about. I have a little acronym that I love Mm -hmm. called H2NO. Okay. I like it. And it used to be something that I would teach my staff when I um, was the head of a nonprofit in Philly. It stands for honesty, humor, and no. Hmm. H2NO. And so it is very similar to the boundaries conversations we've been having, not being fixing, because I feel like there are most things in life can be solved by H2NO. A little bit of honesty about exactly what's going on, how you're feeling, a little bit of humor, and no limits. Mm, I love it. Right? H2NO. Isn't that snappy? It's really snappy. Yeah. Okay. So this is what's sparking joy for you. And it's also a favor to your future self. Yes. To remember this. I feel like we could combine it even. You know, the just add water, mm-hmm. just add H2NO. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> Opportunity <laughs> is knocking. We are just going to have all the merch with these. Well, I just feel like, especially sayings. for me, I have a tendency to take things way too seriously. Yeah. Take myself too seriously, take life too seriously. And so just that reminder of like humor. Yeah. And you are someone who I feel like is also able to infuse humor in every situation. I don't know. Like when we're – if we're out somewhere together, you always have like a humorous banter with whoever's like at the checkout or whoever's working somewhere that you have a question for them. Like you always come at problems with humor. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I feel like I am good at humor when I'm in like extrovert land, when I'm like with people. But when I'm inside my head and I'm thinking about problems – I don't bring a lot of levity and humor. For I yourself. get very serious mm. and oh, you know, very bogged down. And okay. I need to just be like, okay, let's go. So that's a little quick little snappy what's sparking joy for me. I love it. Yeah. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? This is something, I mean, that I've always kind of done. I've always been someone who loves making mixes, like I made mixtapes back in the day. I can totally see. And CD mixes for friends all the time. But I think it's a really great idea when you come across a song that you love, uh, like on Spotify or I use Amazon Music. If there's a song that like gets me pumped, gets me dancing, Mm -hmm. I immediately add it to like my Brooks favorites playlist. Mm -hmm. Or last year, um, Graham was having some nerves about like baseball games. You know, he's very into baseball and um, he would sometimes get really, really nervous on the drive to a baseball game. So Nick created a like get pumped 
baseball playlist for Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. And it's so funny. Like, he still plays it all the time. There's, like, Guns N' Roses on it. It's a lot of the songs that we love. It's, like, Twice as Hard by um, the Black Crows. You know, so it's, like, it was kind of for us, too, so we don't have to listen to stupid radio or, like, (laughs) Kids Bop or something. No offense to Kids Bop. Um, But I also came across this idea recently. So NYC Book Girl, she is on Instagram. She is a customer of Balance Bound. I don't know if she listens to this. Um, But her name is Morgan. And she posted that each – at the beginning of each year, Mm. she makes a playlist – or maybe she does it throughout the year. She adds one song from each month to represent that year. So, like, she has a 2022 – best of playlist that summarizes her year. So she picks one song per month. But it doesn't have to be a current song. It's just no. a song that represents like she, that month for Right. Her. She shared her Spotify playlist from last year and there was like Hootie and the Blowfish on it. Okay. And so I think that's a such a fun way rather than having – I mean, I can have a playlist on Amazon Music with 100 favorite songs. But I love that she limits herself to one song per month Hmm. that either represents what she was listening to or what kind of mindset she was in. And that just encapsulates that month. So she has a single playlist with 12 songs and she can go back and look at like 2012's playlist. And so it's just like a little spin on the making yourself a get pumped playlist. I like that. Yeah. Because I I feel like with the constant stream of Like, we can listen to anything we want at any time. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to, like, albums and specific playlists Mm -hmm. like I used to. Mm -hmm. I just listen to, like, a random smattering of, like, a station or – Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I – what gets me, Brooke, is 90s hip-hop. That gets me. You were at my house last week helping with me with my taxes, (laughs) and we put on a little 90s hip-hop, and And there was some salt and pepper. We were bopping. We were bopping. We were bopping, and we were watching – Isabel and I were watching um, this movie the other day, Turbo, about like a snail. I'm familiar. It's not great. I'm sorry. I could not wait for it to get over anyway. (laughs) But there was one part where – uh, the jump around song came on, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, jump around!" Like, it, oh my gosh, yeah. I that song is like whatever I'm doing. It's like drop everything yes. and start singing to the song, and it reminds me of seventh grade, seventh and eighth grade dances at St. Kevin's. Mm-hmm. So if and if anybody listens who grew up in Delaware County. St. Kevin's was a Catholic school near us that had Friday night dances that were open to any kids in seventh and eighth grade. And so it was like the thing to do on Friday nights and you would get to see kids from other schools. So it was like I went to public school, but there would be kids there from the different Catholic schools. Do you think they still do this? They do not because apparently they got too rowdy. Oh, I bet. But we were talking about this recently at CFIT because – they like, you know, a bunch of the people that go to CFIT where I work out grew up in Delaware County. And so we all have that memory. Like you mentioned St. Kevin's dances and everyone's like, yup. Oh, and there are just gosh. those certain songs. So when I hear Jump Around, it takes me right back to the St. Kevin's basement cafeteria where the dances were. That's amazing. And the DJ that would just spin the same songs Over. every Friday yep. night. <laughs> but like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's one of See, them. See that? So that, you know, because I'm a few years older than you. So I, I remember like junior, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Those are my songs. Oh, so good. Mm, good times. <laughs> oh, what's the other one? The the song actually Jump by Criss Cross. Mm. Jump, jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. jump. I, I mean, Believe they're all it. classics. Yes, classics. They you down just with OPP? don't make music. Yeah, you know like, me. You down with the – they kids these days. Kids these days. No, kids days. these days like the 90s, Brooke. Yeah. They do. Well, and they there was They appreciate just, them as they should because it was a decade of excellent music. It was a decade of excellence in so many ways. Yes. Yes. And there was just like – it was a more innocent time. Like there was curse words and stuff in some songs. But like right now, if you listen to a song on the radio, you can tell where they've like bleeped Mm -hmm, out all mm -hmm. of the curse words. And it's like it's just not the same when you can't hear the full song Mm -hmm, on the radio. mm -hmm. So I feel like we got a little bit of like that. It was was a transitional time. But I do listen to some of the songs now and I'm like, oh. 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 I can't believe I was singing that. Yeah, I was like 16 listening to that. Uh, 16? Try like – yeah, there were songs that I was singing along to when I was like 11. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now I'm like, that was super inappropriate, but I didn't know. <laughs> well, it, Brooke, it all comes back to Bluey. 
It always comes back to well, Bluey. Well, this isn't particularly related to the 90s, but there's, have you seen the episode where it's like, kid, it was the 80s. Oh, yeah. And he's like, because like he's telling a story about the 80s and Bluey's it's like, why jinx. aren't you? Yeah. It's the Jinx the episode. Jinx yeah. He's like, why aren't you wearing your helmet? He's like, kid, it was the 80s. <laughs> and then he's like, why is your you mom being mean to you? Yeah. It was the 80s. <laughs> they just sent us outside with some tab and some Kool-Aid <laughs> and a Kit Kat. And you were, not a Kit Kat. I don't know why I said that. But like, you were on your way. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that we're going to need to add a segment to our show. So we've got What's Sparking Joy. We do Do Your Future Self a Favor. We need to just have like a bluey moment. Oh, my God. I mean, we kind of unofficially do. We kind of unofficially do. Because I already have slated a bluey conversation for our next recording. Of course. Mm -hmm. But you just – but again, that is why Bluey is for grownups. They specifically wrote that episode knowing that all of the parents of our Mm -hmm. generation – are watching that and grew up in the 80s and 90s. And such a good episode. So good. good. I heard new episodes are coming soon. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's hot tip. Because we are just we just keep on starting at the beginning and watching them all over again. And I enjoy them just as much every time. I need to hear from the non-parents who listen if we haven't already (laughs) alienated all of you. Like if you're a non-parent and you listen to this show, have you seen Bluey? Do you know what we're talking about? Have we inspired you to watch Bluey? I know we're asking for a lot of things on this episode. Well, we're asking the other for question a lot of that I have is because Bluey is on Disney Plus. So right. if you're a non-parent, do you have Disney Plus? Or well, is it's there also enough on live television? Like it's on content? Disney Junior Max. But do not parents? I don't know. Well, maybe they'll tell seek us. it out. Tell Talk us. to us. Yeah, if, I wonder if it's on any type of other. I don't know. On the live channels on the live channels <laughs> i know it's like last night was the oscars and i was like how does one watch a show on a network i did not watch i the didn't oscars. watch them but i'll I rewatch all of the fashion and like i love a good acceptance speech mm. i cry even if i don't know who the person is mm. i have not seen the performance mm. i don't even know what the movie they're in is about but i will watch that acceptance speech and get tears in my eyes mm-hmm. when i see mm-hmm. someone like thanking their high school theater um, director who pushed them to <laughs> see the success, work hard. Anyway, the trailblazers, the trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to get on the little gossip sites today and yeah. see what was the hot goss from last night. Hot goss, and we'll talk about it in our Facebook group if we haven't already convinced you that that's where you should go. Wait, what? We'll talk about the Oscars. Oh yeah, the yeah. hot goss. Oh yeah. We're where did talk- I lose you? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's time to say goodbye. Okay. Okay. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.